Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Well, it's a good day for singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day for morning tonight. Well, hi there. How are you? 709. It's the Watchdog Morning Show getting underway for a three-hour swing and soiree. Bob Slider and I are here to entertain and inform you um, from time to time. We may anger or aggravate you, but if we do, you have a way to respond by using the Frio Stack auction service text line or hotline. You can call us. 304-232-8255. You can text us, 304-214-1600. We'd like your involvement. I have a specific issue I want to get your involvement in coming up in a couple of minutes. So uh, don't forget, you're part of the show just as much as the Slider and I are part of the show. Uh, it's going to be a partly sunny day today, a high 80-ish going into the 80s probably. It'll be a little bit of rain over the next couple of days. Uh, primarily in the morning, and then we're to really see the temperatures drop. We're going into the 50s uh, actually on Saturday and then uh, low 50s on Sunday. So uh, be prepared for the turn of the temperatures uh, later on this weekend. 64 right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 59 at the Highlands, 53 in Elm Grove, and 57 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. I can't remember if Adam told us, after we turn 50s, I don't mean we turn 50, we turned 50 a long time ago. After the temperatures turn 50 this weekend, are we looking for a return? Or are, we, are, we, are we pretty much done with warm weather now? I don't think we'll hit 80s again, uh, Howard, but I, I looked ahead into next week. Uh, looks, pr- looks pretty good. Okay. Uh, looks pretty good. Uh, good morning, Howard. Good morning, sir. How are you this morning? Howdy. How do? It's uh, country day. Come on in and uh, sit a spell. Yeehaw! <laughs> Did you hurt yourself? I was, a, I was kind, of a, kind of surprised there. It just just sort of just sort of came out. Every once in a while, things come out of my mouth that I I don't intend them to. We went for a a ride as we often do after we picked up Teddy yesterday uh, through Wheeling Park yesterday. Ogilvy and Wheeling, but Wheeling Park in particular. And there were a lot of geese out there, and uh, and. Granddad always rolls the window down and talks to the geese. You didn't feed the deer, did you, Howard? Did not feed the deer. Did not feed the deer. But I rolled the window. Did not feed the geese either. Uh, rolled the window down, and, you know, Granddad always goes, honk, honk, quack, quack, geese, hello, geese. And I'm honking and quacking, and, and Teddy holds his head and says, oh, Granddad, don't do that. They, they don't know you. They, they don't understand you. But I, so I was in a quacking kind of mood. And we went down, turned around. We're driving back through the park, and there's a nice family, a really nice family having a picnic. And I thought, geez, I'd like to have a picnic too, by the way. A nice family having a picnic, you know, a, a, a husband and wife uh, and, and a couple of kids, young, young girls. And we drove by and my window was down. And what I meant to do was wave like this, you know, wave. Like, hey, how are you? Just sort of acknowledge them. Instead, I went quack, quack. Teddy was so embarrassed. Granddad, you quacked at the people. It just comes out, just like the hee-haw there did a minute or two ago. Old Mick Howard Old with a quack-quack <laughs> here and a quack-quack <laughs> there. And the whole the whole time we're driving home from Wheeling Park, Teddy keeps looking around going, are they coming after us? Are those people coming at Do they want to know who is that man quacking at them? So um, you mentioned that the, the hee-haw just came out of my mouth. Some, they just come out of my mouth sometimes. I don't even know what I'm doing. 
I know a lot of you say, Howard, it's kind of like your radio show. I don't think you know what you're doing. 712 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. <coughs> Teddy and I had a really good time at home last night. I introduced him to, thanks to you, my friend, the concept of penny collecting. And uh, you, had, uh, you had given me a 1917 Lincoln Wheat Penny, which is uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty old penny. Well, it's 106 years old, and what's really amazing, Howard, that fell out of my pocket Friday evening, and you know how how dark I keep it in the studio. I keep it dark, yeah. and I could tell something about that penny immediately when before I even picked it up. I thought, man, that, that penny is worn, and uh, I looked. I thought, man, 1917. You, you just don't see them every day. Actually, I remember from my um, collecting. I used to be a penny collector, uh, and I remember 1917 wheat penny was actually. I don't say rare. I mean, you'd, like you wouldn't get ten thousand dollars for it, but it was one that you had a hard time finding if you had a collection like I did. I had one. Of, did you ever do that? I had those blue no, books. No, I never did. I had those blue books, and you would put you know put a penny in each. You try and find a penny. I put for mine in the Pepsi machine. Every, now I hear you for every year. And nineteen seventeen was always one of the hardest to find. Always hard to find. But um, so Teddy was kind of excited about the penny simply because of the age, because he's very cognizant of the age, and he realized it was almost, but not quite as old as his great Aunt Irita when she died. <laughs> but, um, and then, so we got talking about penny and penny collecting, and I told him, you know, I used to have a book, and he said so he thinks he'd like to do that. So you may have helped guide him into a, into a little hobby. Then. Well, good, Howard. I hope so. That's something uh, Teddy and Granddad could do together. And that's, and that's what I'm, I would love to have that because Granddad would like to revisit his hobby of his youth. I collected pennies, and then for a while I collected quarters. Uh, again, in those little blue books. I can't, I guess you <clears> – <throat> I don't think you got them at the post office. You got them at um, like a hobby store of some kind. And uh, and then just – you know. and every time I would have pennies or my dad would come home with pennies or my mom, we'd, we'd dump them on the table and we'd start going through them and looking for the, for the ones that we didn't have. I never held on to them. But to me, you know, far and few between now would be silver. You know, I used to be able to t tell by the sound. Yeah. Uh, man, that's silver. Take a, a quick look. I think it's sixty-four and and, and before is uh, is silver, and, uh, and and I know people Howard that started and and especially back in the eighties. I remember in, I think it was nineteen eighty or nineteen eighty-one. If you had a quarter, that's when silver took off, and I think it hit its high mark. That was worth twenty-one quarters, and then it went. I think went down to eighteen, and, and people started selling because, and then it went. You know, so most people like held on to their silver collection. Which is really nice. It didn't hit high, you know, top dollar. Well, it was a it was a collect, man, it was a collectible, but also the silver valuable. was the silver Absolutely. was worth. And the it. value yeah. the silver still value, but did I don't think it'll ever hit that high mark again like it did there in the early '80s. But uh, could you imagine having big jugs of of silver? I mean, at least you know you have something of value there. Instead of me with my Avon collection, Howard, remember those, my collection, Avon. Couldn't give it away. <laughs> man, why does that man have Avon? That's a, yeah. He's got a I, bunch of Avon. Got, yeah, 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 yeah. I was not. I was a comic book collector. I was a coin collector just for a brief period of time, a couple years, uh, pennies, and then very briefly uh, quarters. I'm trying to think of anything else I was a collector of. I didn't. Co I had lots of baseball cards. I didn't collect baseball cards. You were a collector, I'll bet you. Well, for that season, I never put them up and, and, and you know, looked at them. I played with them. You know, I did things with them and wore them out. That's the thing about comic books. I, I loved reading comic books when I was a kid. I loved Spider-Man and Superman and the Flash, Green Lantern, the Fantastic Four. 
And I love to take them out and to read them and read them and read them and read them again. These days, the kids, they buy them for investment value. Put them in a frame and look at and them. And they buy them in a plastic bag. And then you then you buy a, a bag for the bag. And, you know, oh, this was, you know. I, that just, I, I don't get that. As you said, baseball cards are made to be played with, not to be, not to be held for investment. Not that they do couple of them I wish I wouldn't have played with and held on well, to them. Well, I've out. often said, listen, I mean, I was a prolific comic book reader. Therefore, comic, my comic book collection was large, and I was collecting comics right at the beginning of what they call the Silver Age of comics, which is when The Flash, Green Lantern, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Hulk, they all came into being. And I had every one of them. If I had kept those, I love you, pal. Did you say retirement? I wouldn't be here. I, I wouldn't be here because if I had all of those number one issues from back in those days, I, I would I could I could sell them for tens and tens and thousands of dollars. And somewhere along the way, God rest her soul, I don't get upset with her. My mom decided, you know, you're too old for comic books. Let's get rid of these things. And out they went. Which is why uh, my kids read comic books. They were not as prolific a comic book readers as I was. Justin was. Justin was a big comic book reader. Um, and so I would buy him a lot of comic books. Heck, I bought him comic books up until he was 28. I mean, he loved to, to get them for birthdays and stuff. Um, I kept all of his. We still have them all in the basement. They're of no value because you can't recreate that whole era that was when I was a comic book collector, you know. You're going to hate this, but you know what an old-timer told me, geez, Howard, over 50 years ago, and, and he was right on. He told me what to collect, and he told me it'll never lose value. It'll only go up in value. What's that? Guns. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that, but that there's, well, lo there's, it, lo it, there's, true. there's logic behind that. Yeah, it, it is true. If, I mean, buy good quality guns. They again. If I had something that I had, uh, you know, a long time ago, it would be my guns. They'd be worth a lot, a lot of money, including the one you they want you to take on the school bus. Yes, including that. <laughs> I would I about wore that gun out myself. Uh. <laughs> Your hunting gun. Well, listen. Speaking of hunting, here's what we have coming up later on today here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The Wheeling Park Commission says they have listened to all of the objections that people have to the deer call. Or kill, if you will. Here, dears. Here, dears. But they intend to continue the planned thinning of the herd at Ogilvy Park. Meanwhile, a local lawsuit has been filed against the plans for that controlled arrow hunt. We will talk about that coming up later on. A long-time wheeling business closes its doors. And I knew this some time ago. I never, never thought to bring it to the station. But um, we'll talk about it. And the historic property they have is now up for sale. And my question isn't so much to reminisce about uh, Wheeling Coffee and Spice going away, but with that property and the stretch of property around it all connected being available, is that an opportunity for the Heritage Port? Because that's what I think. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on. On the national scene as Trump's civil trial, this has got to get right now, Trump has got to be more pissed off than he's been about criminal indictments, losing the election. We know that the New York fraud trial has already determined that his businesses uh, were frauds and, and he may lose his business licenses in New York City, including his hotels and so on. And now Forbes magazine has come out with their richest people in the world. No Trump. 
Drop Trump off the Forbes 400 list. Ness has got to, uh, these things have got, uh, he's got to be saying to himself, take me to jail, give me the orange jumpsuit, but gee, don't, don't make me a poor guy. Don't open up the curtain. <clears throat> it's a right, do, right, do not, do not look behind the curtain. Because to him, his, his business, his money, his, his billions, uh, his status on the Forbes thing, to him, that was winning the American dream. That was, he is, the, in his mind, He's the epitome of the American dream, which is why today I want to ask, how do you define the American dream? And is the American dream dead for many of our younger people today? I've been reading a lot about this. Oh, the young people today, the American dream is dead. And I think it all depends on how you define it. We will talk about that uh, coming up later on. Also, this week is Banned Book Week. We're planning to talk to Kylie Zimmer, the president and CEO of the National Organization of First Book, about why reading diverse books are important for kids. So that's what I have for you. As I mentioned earlier, you can share what you have for me at 304-232-8255, 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack auction service phone lines, and text slide. It is a 721, 21 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show for a Thursday. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. College and NFL football are back, baby. The Watchdog brings your favorite teams to your speakers. Let's go Mountaineers. On WKKX, WVLY, FM 98.1, 97.7, AM 1600, 1370. And Let's Go Dog Pound on WKKX, FM 98.1, AM 1600. You took the first step and quit smoking. But even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Amarillo by morning. 
up from San Antonio. Everything that I got is just what I've got on. When that sun is high in that Texas sky, I'll be bucking at the county fair. Amarillo by morning. I was getting ready to offer another big yee-haw because this is Country Music Bumper Thursday, but uh, you gave us a slow one going in here, so I, I could didn't feel like yee-haw was appropriate on this. 725, 25 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 64 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 59 at the Highlands, 53 in Elm Grove, and 57 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Partly sunny, a high around 80 today. Uh, we we're talking off the air, Bob and I were still talking about uh, Teddy maybe getting into penny collecting. I don't know if he will. You know, we may have had one night of fun looking this stuff up, and it, it, it could be the end of it. I don't know, but uh, I, 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 hope, I hope that he does. And maybe he's into it now, for all I know. There's one thing I don't I don't know about my wonderful grandson, and that's what happens inside his school. We pick him up every afternoon, pick him up from school. He gets in the car, gives me his book bag, hops in. I say, Teddy, how are you? How was school today? Good. What'd you do? Things. That's pretty much it. I've gotten to the point I make him tell me two classes he took. You know, it's usually art and music or something like that. But we, we, and it's not just me, his parents, we don't get any, any information about what goes on inside his school. I bring that up because this is the only day of the year that we get a glimpse inside what's going on in that school of his, and that's when uh, uh, we go to grandparents' day. So Can I just give you one little bit of advice, Howard? Yeah. Don't quiet. Yeah, well, <laughs> I believe he will, he will probably. In he all, will walk out. In Howard. all seriousness, he will probably give me that advice too. Granddad, do not quack at these people. Do, don't quack! Don't quack at my teachers. <laughs> that's that's a very it's good, that's good advice. But he learns a lot. But we don't know all everything it is. When he does his homework, we get a sense of where he's going. Um, we came home from our '66 trip, and we brought him a couple things from the Petrified Forest. And he said, "Oh, the Petrified Forest. That's a national park." And he began telling me things about the Petrified Forest. Teddy, how do you know that? Or studying national parks in school. I didn't know that. Why didn't you tell me that? Have you been to a national park? Your grandma and I have been to a dozen national parks. I, I could tell, give you all kinds of information. If you would just tell us what goes on in school. But I guess that's the way kids are, right? Kids don't like to talk too much about what their school life was like. Well, I think there are certain stages, Howard. I think there are certain stages where you come home and you already forgot about it. And then there's other you can't wait to share that with granddad. There, every once in a while, every once in a while, there's something really exciting. And, and you'll get in the car right away and start to say, Granddad, we did this. Or, Granddad, do you know this? But um, but most of the time, it's like pulling teeth. And I've stopped trying to pull his teeth. 727 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. These kind of stories cross my desk on a fairly regular basis. Got one this week. I want to say USA Today. I think this is USA Today. The headline, the American dream has always been elusive. Is it still worth fighting for or is the American dream dead? And the premise, of course, is that with prices going up, the cost of housing dramatically high, the interest rates dramatically high, uh, older Americans having to work longer to, in order to keep their income coming in, student debt hitting the students and so on, that uh, it, they just can't achieve the American dream anymore. 
And I don't know that I buy that. I believe every one of those factual things, and those are burdens on the kids and sometimes older folks as well. But, Bob, to me, it's how you define the American dream. You know, what is the American dream? If the American dream is, is nothing more than Donald Trump's dream of, you know, I want to be the richest man in the world, Okay, it's it's one that probably most of us will never achieve. But I don't think that's the American dream, do you? No, I don't. I think it's good to be ambitious, but I think it's 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 bad to be too ambitious. I, I think you have to set your, your dreams uh, realistic. What did Casey Kasem used to say? Reach for the stars right, or, reach for, or yeah. something yeah, like yeah. that. Okay, all right. But there's times then you got to say, well, maybe i got to reel this in a little bit because that's not so realistic. To me, if you put now, let me be clear before somebody says, "Well, you you know, if you have no money for food, you can't." Have the money is a part of achieving the American dream because you have to have enough money to be able to. You need money for everything. The, the basic of life, you know, but to me, I've done well in life, but if I didn't do as well, you know, most of my money is sitting there in a retirement account, and um, it'll probably go to my kids. Because I live a simple life. I want, I, I want shelter. I want food. Oh, do I want food? I want shelter. I want food. I want family and friends around. Thank God Slider's here. If, if he went around, I would, I would just have to scratch off the friend part. Family and friends around. I, I, a job that you enjoy, or if you don't enjoy your job, a hobby that you like to do. And the other thing is to be free from fear. Be free from fear. And that's really hard to do also. I mean, Christ, there was a time I didn't think I was afraid of anything. Then I found out I'm afraid of everything. So, <laughs> you know, what, Howard, I, I try to keep it simple. I didn't really think about the American dream too much growing up because mm. I, I was living it, I guess. I, di I didn't think about a lot of things until I actually had kids. And for what my American dream was, success is, is, is very important. But to me, it's how people perceive you is even more important than yeah. that. I wanted my boys to be good citizens. I wanted them, when they left a place like, let's say, Wakeham's, people said, man, they're good guy right good there. Good kids. You know what I mean? Good kids. To me, that was the most important thing. And then comes the education. You, 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 you want them to be better than, have an easier time than what you and your wife had. I think that is the American dream. What you know, I'm not going to be here forever, and I have said that to my boys. Look, what are you going to do when I'm not here? To me, that is preparing your offspring, your children, your most prized possessions for life after you. Yeah, leaving your kids uh, having first of all, having kids that care for you and that you care for and that are with you. And by the way, I understand that there are a lot of families who don't, and I'm I'm perpetually some leave the nest, Howard, and they never look back. I am perpetually thankful, and I mean, I literally pray that uh, because I am so lucky. Um, and Nancy and I are luckier than most because all of our kids are right here. Well, you, your kids are here at home. You know, uh, Jason and Natalie in particular, you know, they began to roam the, the, the nation for a while. Uh, and I, you know, we would go visit them, but I never thought they'd be back home. But they are, and they're raising their son here, and we get to be with Teddy. That's, that's very important. But I think maybe if I had to put it in one word, it's content. Be content. Too many people are always looking, well, you know, the grass is always greener. I need to make more money. I want a promotion in my job. I want, I want to be better and better and more and more. And I'm not arguing that more money can lead to greater contentment. I understand that. But be content. You got a roof over your head and you like your house? You don't have to have a mansion. 
Are you, do, you, do you have, uh, you know, good dinner? To me, I like to be able to go out to dinner. I mean, that's just personally me. Do you have food to feed yourself? That keeps you content. I say, do you have a job you enjoy? Or if not that, do you have a hobby that keeps you happy? That keeps you content? Yeah. Those are things to me are the American dream. I'd like to hear from you all at 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. How do you define the American dream? White picket fence? Corner office in the penthouse suite? I think it's a bank account, Howard. You think it's bank account? That car out front there. That's my car. <laughs> but let, let's be, you know, you're, you're, you're in all fairness, even more so than me, you want a car that gets you somewhere. You're not car conscious. Never have been. I mean, I had one flashy car in my life, and then I was so paranoid I was going to get killed in it, and I, did, I didn't keep it very long. But no, I just want to get there, and I hope I got a decent heater. Yeah, I mean, seriously, you, but I, I know you. You, I mean, absolutely, you want a car that gets you from place to place. You want one that you don't have to spend a fortune. I don't want on. to be calling you saying, "How am I going to be late?" I'm on the side of the road. Right, yeah. exactly. But um, and and you you live in the house that you grew up in, right? I do. Yes, and that's I live in the neighborhood I grew up in. Well, we're different though, Howard. Some people, I mean, look, I look around the neighborhood. I there haven't been many people had that same uh, life philosophy that I had. Yeah, I. I but did they go on to another sort of middle class neighborhood, or did they, did they want to you know get up rung by rung up that ladder? To me, that that's not the American dream. Climbing the ladder of success. More power to you if that's what you do. That's not the American dream, because you're not content. I'm patting myself on the back because <clears throat> it was one of the things Be that careful, I tried. Your back hurts. I, I just hurt tweak my back <laughs> again, Howard. And it's something that I'm very proud of. And thank you for bringing it up. I got to do what. I, a lot of maybe nobody else that I know got to do. I got to raise my boys in the house that I was raised in. Yeah. I got to teach my boys baseball in the house in the backyard. Where you learned baseball? Where I learned baseball. How lucky was I, Howard? Put a put a price tag on that. It almost never happens that way. Yeah, and and you and I are both. Well, I was going to say unusual, but that's just by definition of the radio show. You and I are probably not the norm. Um, but but I, to, those things are, are, are important to me. Um, let's see, what are some of these folks saying off the uh, Frio Stack auction service text line at 304-214-1600? Okay, the American dream is getting my pain meds back. Okay. <laughs> All righty then. Uh, Frio Stack auction service text line. The best things in life are free. I mean, I, 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 there is, you know, that's a cliche, but I think there's value in that. We here in the Upper Ohio Valley are, are able to have an, the American dream, Bob, because we can go to Wheeling Park, Ogilvy Park, Bar Camp State Park, uh, Grandview Park. We have wonderful facilities around here, and we can do those things that don't cost us any money at all. That's why I think you and I stuck around because we, we look, some people look at the picture that Picasso just, just uh, drew up and they go, what? Some people weep. See, some people get it. They see an inner beauty. You and I have always seen the inner beauty of Elm Grove, of Wheeling, and we never thought about going. Well, we might have thought about it for 30 seconds, but when it pushed come to shove, we said, you know what? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but we're, we're, we're going to stay right here. You know, I, I, uh, I have been fortunate in my life to have had opportunities um, to go to a lot of much larger market radio stations. And every time I think about them, I consider them, and I say, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> I like it. Don Daniels, the late, remember Don Daniels? I do, the Elm Grove guy. The late Don Daniels once said to me, he said, because I asked him, he was a great writer. He wrote a daily column in the local newspaper, which 
John McCabe, you ought to get somebody to write those kind of columns again. Put them on the Raise right. Raise a little hell, John. That's exactly right. Every day, Don Daniels is raising some hell or bringing back memories. But um, I remember Don Daniels told me once upon a time, I said, Don, why don't, you, could, you could go to a much bigger city. You've got a tremendous writing style. And he said, uh, in a kind of a gravelly voice that he had, oh, I'm, a, I'm a big fish in a little puddle, and I like the puddle. That's that's the way to think about it, you know. So what is the American dream to you, and is the American dream dead? Uh, you know, uh, I, one of the things in this article that I'm looking at here says, uh, for young people, the American dream is dead because the cost of housing has gone up. I won't even tell you what the interest rate was when I bought my house, first house. I won't tell you. It was so high, only an idiot would have paid that price. And I remember being on the air at the time and saying, I believe with these interest rates so high, I believe the, the, the dream of home ownership is dead. It'll never come back again. You know what? We paid through the nose for a while. I mean, I, but, but we got the house we wanted and, and we lived a nice life and it's paid off and it's all gone. And the rates went down. Um, so, you know, they, they, well, the kids today, you know, the cost of housing is so high. It is. It is. Bob Houses that you and I here in the Upper Ohio Valley used to see and know uh, that might have gone for $48,000. They're a quarter of a million dollar houses now. Same house. So, yeah, it's hard, but it can be there. The American Dream. I'm curious what you all think about it. Please text or call me. Uh, we would love to continue this conversation. Right now, we're going to continue the conversation at 738-22 till the hour about Ohio Valley headlines. And nobody does it better than Taylor Long in the WTRF TV 7 Newsroom. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 5th. 14 people from Ohio County are asking for a writ of prohibition, a writ of mandamus, and a temporary injunction. And that's not just for the hunt from November 6th through the 8th. They're suing to stop a planned deer hunt at Ogilvy Park, arguing that the deer are tame and have grown to trust humans. They're also asking for a ban on hand feeding and taming of deer in the park. Officials say the deer population is five times the regional average, but the plaintiffs say that's based on an inaccurate survey. A hearing is set for next Friday in Ohio County Circuit Court. Seven News reached out to Ogilvy for a statement regarding the lawsuit, but has yet to hear back at this time. And across the mountain state, more evidence is surfacing about the poor conditions at prisons and jails in West Virginia, especially the southern regional in Raleigh County. The jail is the subject of a massive federal class action suit filed on behalf of the inmates, alleging chronic understaffing, inmate crowding, and several deaths in recent years. Lawyers in the case have already conducted depositions on several current and former corrections leaders. The group also says there needs to be more mental health professionals at Southern Regional and all other jails and prisons in the state. In the past, Governor Justice and legislative leaders have said the corrections issues and problems would be addressed. And voting for the People's Choice Award in the 12th annual Dancing with the Ohio Valley Stars is now open. You can vote as many times as you want starting now. Votes are a dollar each. The couple with the most votes by the end of the performances on November 4th will receive the People's Choice Award. All funds raised not only support your favorite dancers, but they also support Augusta Levy's mission of providing services for children with autism. To vote now, you can go to AugustaLevy.org and cast as many votes as you would like. WTRF is a proud media sponsor of the event. 
7 News anchor Bailey Martin will be participating. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long working for you. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the tri-state area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. On FM, on AM, online, on demand and on video we are where you are the watchdog morning show with howard monroe is here now all you ever do is bring me down dancing on this one holy macro was that the violin or something there <laughs> fiddle going on there in the background it's an accordion no that's not the accordion yes it is is it really the accordion sounds more like a stringed instrument this is the mavericks they were a mexican american band oh and they were uh so all right that's a little mexicali there all right. there you go man which makes me think of fajitas yeah which gets you think about food salsa and chips howard yeah salsa and chips food that, that all sounds good Set 42 18 to the hour what is the american dream it's the theme of this segment of the show i came across a story yesterday and i come across them from time to time the american dream is dead the young people will never be able to recognize the american dream and i understand Understand the reality of that. Housing prices are high. Interest rates are high. Uh, if you're a, a, a young family, childcare is unbelievably expensive and almost unavailable. But what defines the American dream to you? You know, Donald Trump came off the Forbes 400 list of richest Americans. For Donald Trump, being having the image of being a super rich guy is that's what that to him that's the American dream. You know what the the only worst thing you could have done to him. Is rip that toupee off your his head to boot? <laughs> Did you know? Have you noticed? Have you watched him this week at the trial? A little bit. I haven't paid any attention. Hoppy yesterday was speculating out loud that he thinks he's got a new toupee. Ah. And he said it doesn't look. He said that it doesn't look like that dead thing on his head anymore. It looks the like pelt. He's he got rid of the pelt. He got rid of the pelt. So um, I don't know. Uh, off the te- Frio Stack Ox Service text line, I mentioned. Today, young people are having a harder time. Interest rates are high, and, and believe me, I know that. I follow them. I know some folks who are trying to look at interest rates for a house. I get it. But the, when I bought my house, and Nancy and I bought our house, oh, my Lord, it was staggeringly high. Um, although this texture was worse than we are. Uh, Howard, uh, our interest rate in 1980 was 18%. We refinanced it down to 13%, and we thought we were lucky. And that's, you know, that's just – I guess my point is – Every generation has something that's sticking in the gets in the way of living the American dream, but um, you you find ways to get around it. Now, I didn't put this in my list of American dream. Uh, to me, as food, shelter, 
a job you like, a hobby you enjoy, family and friends, to me that's, that, that, you know, then be content with that. One other thing that I personally enjoy doing is traveling, right? I do like to travel, um, and uh, we've done a good bit of it and probably will perhaps do more. Uh, we have so many of our listeners this week who are, who are traveling around, Bob. Many of them are with the Uniglobe uh, on the Northern European cruise. Um, an old friend of mine who used to work at Channel 7 30 years ago just spent a week in um, Ireland, I think it is. Sherry McCutcheon is just spending time in Rome this week. Everybody's overseas. So I just got a text from uh, our friends uh, Bill and Carol who have been traveling. Howard, Paris today, home tomorrow. Gay Perry. I think another one, Howard, is, and, and you're a testament to this, and I think our friend uh, Adam Flake is, is also uh, now these days is a companion. If you can find a companion that uh, was going to go through with, with all of it with you, good, the bad, and uh, you know that, you trust them, uh, that's very, very important in the American way. Again, to me, the American dream is part of the, a, a key part of the American dream is what I call family and friends. You're right, someone... Someone to share that dream with. Or in the case of Nancy and I, someone to, uh, you know, yell at at night. That's the case. Well, screaming <laughs> is good, too. Adam Fike is here with us in the Big 7 WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? Good. What is the American dream to you? The American dream for me, wife and kids have a house. Just, just being able to put food on the table Put it, be able to put them through school, have clothes on their body, and roof That's over it. their head. That's it. You've kind of defined everything yeah. that Bob and I talked about. You know, you, you want to be comfortable in your life. You want to have good shelter. You want to have a house. You want to have uh, food. In my case, you want to have a lot of food. You, you want to have um, a family, friends. Uh, you're, right, you're right, a wife, kids, whatever. And then um, now, before I get text, by the way, you don't have to have a partner and kids. You can go through life without kids, but I think they, they make life a whole lot more enjoyable. And again, Howard, if we'd ask people uh, like my grandparents' age, your parents' age, that lived through some really tough times, they would say food on the table, food in the refrigerator, because they lived through a time where you just weren't sure, you know, your next meal. Personally, I'm big on food at um, Generations. Change that buffet. That's what <laughs> Howard wants. <laughs> Change the buffet. Um, but to me, the one word that defines American dream to me, uh, if I had to put in one word, Adam, would be content. I want, I want to be content. And I don't understand people who are always trying to climb that ladder. You know, yeah, it's okay to be ambitious. It's okay to want to go to a new market in the broadcasting business or a bigger market. But it, that shouldn't be the defining factor of your life. Whatever, Wherever you are, hopefully you're content. And that's my philosophical approach uh, to life this morning. I don't know why I'm getting so... I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, but it's like so many people are just looking to be happy. Yeah. You can't, you can't be happy without learning to be content. Correct. Because you're never going to be, you're never going to be happy. You, you, yes, that's... You're, you, Adam, you couldn't have said it better. You can never be happy if you're always looking for the next best thing. Because then you're not content. I mean, there's no there's no negative to looking forward. I always have stuff in my calendar that I look forward to, but that drives me. It's like, oh, I got this to look forward to. That's also another way that I, I always, every day I always write down what I'm thankful for. I make a gratitude list, hmm. everything that's going well and everything that I'm thankful for. Now, more times than not, that list is like two to three pages long. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and then I've just become 
content and happy. It's like I have more than I realize I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're a, you're a, a young up and coming broadcaster. So probably your goal is, is to move to bigger markets as time goes by. And that's OK. Um, but to me, then wherever you go, be content wherever you are. You know what I'm saying? My I mean, how, like, how, I'll be honest. How, Pittsburgh is my dream. Now, Pittsburgh just happens to be a large market. I'm not a, I don't want to move around. I don't want to move to Texas to move to Missouri to move to Indianapolis. To, to, yeah, I got you. Yeah, exactly. Howard, you and I in the old folks' home, turning the channels. There's the weather channel. Is that Adam Fike? <laughs> Look at that. That's Adam Fike. <laughs> or but maybe people who've had 10 jobs over the past 20 years. I'm like, I don't see how that. I get some people want to travel. My, I'll be honest. My biggest dream and goal in life is to get married and have kids. I, I just want to find a place where I can stay, get a house. Do I have to make a lot? It'd be yeah, nice could, if I made a lot, but. It's the news industry, so. Yeah. And again, it, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with the, with wanting to, you know, to move on, again, a bigger market or whatever. Um, but wherever it is you go, you want to be content. If as soon as you get to the next level of your career, you start worrying about what's the next level, that's where that's where things fall apart. Be content wherever you are. You, you, want, to, you want to move on? You know, that's fine. Be content in Pittsburgh. You're right. I, I'm, by, by the way, as a broadcaster, I'm like you. I've had the chance over the years to do that, jumping all around. I had opportunities in New Orleans and Columbus and in uh, uh, St. Louis and in uh, D.C. And in all cases, I said no because I was very content here. I could have made a lot more money, but I was very content here. And I, the idea of just you know packing up and moving on uh, every two years or so, I, that, that didn't, didn't work for me. It also just seems unfair for, like, Abby. If we start having kids, they're going to have to be going to new schools. They're going to have to find yep. new friends. Yep. Abby's going to have to find a new job. It's like, first of all, I'm very content with where I am right now. I'm, I'm, I can live comfortably. There's always food. I have money in my checking. I have money in my saving. I literally have everything I need right now, so why move? I, I don't have time right now. I, I could tell a story about uh, when I was uh, running newsroom at Channel 7 years ago. And one of my employees wanted to go to a bigger market. And we sat down and we talked about it. And, I, and, and after I was done, he goes, you know what? I guess I could stay here. It's okay. But I don't have time to hold, tell the whole story right now because Slider's got to get to sports. And that means i got to get you in and out of here very quickly. So let's do a quick weather forecast. It looks like a pretty good day today. We do have some rain coming in over the weekend, right? Yeah, unfortunately, Ogilvy Fest not looking the most pleasant. Now there, there is a positive. So most of our rain moves in after 10 p.m. tonight. Could see a stray shower along I-77, 10 p.m. to midnight. But most of us see rain tomorrow morning. Afternoon should remain mainly rain-free. Can't rule out a stray shower between lunch and dinner. But the bulk of it's going to be, be, I would say, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. tomorrow. Okay. Could see a few showers that linger during dinner time. So if you're heading out to Ogilvy Fest, <clears throat> still, still go out. Just have an umbrella jacket, maybe an extra pair of socks if they get damp. Saturday, most of the rain is out by sunrise. Once again, can't rule out a stray shower. But anything we see Saturday or Sunday is going to be very, very light. So light shower and drizzle. So even though it might look gloomy, it's going to feel cool in the 50s. Still try to get out and enjoy Ogilvy Fest this weekend. It's going to be lots of good food. Yeah, it's going to be cool, but it's October. So right. Weekend, maybe a stray shower, partly cloudy, temperatures in the 50s. But then next week, we slowly start to, I say slowly start to warm back up. We're still going to be cool. 
59, mostly sunny on Tuesday, and mainly clear 64 for our day on Wednesday. So, um, you know, a little bit of rain uh, Friday and, well, some and maybe even some significant rain. But Friday, Saturday, got to watch out for that. Other than that, looks like a pretty nice uh, couple of days. Weekend's going to be cool into the 50s, and then uh, uh, so be prepared for that. Adam, I got to run. Thank you very much. I hope that you have a contented day today and that your gratitude list is long. Uh, and uh, just out of curiosity before I let you go, when you write that gratitude list out, do you ever say things like, Get to do the radio show with Howard and Bob. Do you put that on that uh, boy I'm thankful list? That is my big key. I don't like to say, oh, I have to do this. Uh, Every morning I try to wake up and be like, oh, I'm so excited. I get to go to work. I yeah. get to go to the store. There That's you the key word. You get. Get, to talk, you get to talk to Bob and I. <laughs> yeah, I got it. All right. Hey, I got to run. Good talking to you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Adam Fike from the Big 7 WT. He's got his head wrapped pretty well wrapped there. On that. He really does. I mean, we knew that early in the game. You know, Adam, this is uh, he's come a long way, and he's always had those values. You know, he's he's one of us, Howard. Yeah, he's a good kid, and uh, he's right. Content. Again, that's my word, and he's kind of repeating it. Be content with what you are. 7 to the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. I'm uh, running short on time. We're going to get Slider on sports in here. That's next. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery. Improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. The timeless sounds of polka live here. Join us 9 to 11 a.m. on Sundays for the Polka Showcase with Rich Biella. Sunday mornings never sounded so good. Live and local. Every weekday. With 10,000 watts of total power. On WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Just with me, buddy. Don't let her get the best of me, buddy. Don't ever let me start feeling lonely. That's one of the themes that we had with uh, what is what do you need to be content? You need a partner of some kind. Don't let me be lonely. Don't, don't let me be lonely here, buddy. Don't let me be lonely tonight. 7.55, 5 before the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Your thoughts on the American dream, what is it to you? You can text me. Do you think the kids today will ever be able to achieve the American dream? Do you agree with Bob and I and Adam that the American dream is contentment? Or do you think that the American dream really is climbing the ladder and going up high and making lots of money? And is Do you define your success by dollars and cents 
I'd love to hear from you. 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack auction service text line. Right now, though, it's time to check on sports. Slider on sports. The first round of the Major League Playoffs is over. The wild card round is two out of three, and each matchup uh, ended in a sweep. Yesterday afternoon, Texas hammered Tampa Bay 7-1. to Minnesota shuts out Toronto 2 to nothing. In the evening, it was Arizona beating Milwaukee 5-2, to and Philadelphia was all over Florida. They win 7-1. to The playoffs continue Saturday. Here are the matchups for the next round. Texas at Baltimore, Philadelphia at Atlanta, Minnesota travels to Houston, and the L.A. Dodgers host Arizona. This round is the best four out of seven. Tonight, NFL Thursday night football. A real beauty of a matchup here, Howard. Are you ready? You probably stay up and watch this. I'm ready. I can hardly wait. Uh, Oh, I need my dress. But okay, what am I going to stay up and watch? The Washington Commanders host the Chicago Bears. The Bears 0-4. The Commanders 2-2. Washington favored by six points. Tomorrow, Football Friday, we kick it off at noon. The Pine Room Podcast at Gumby's and Elm Grove from 12 to 3. Discounts, giveaways, blow the horn. It might be a little rainy. You might have to pull in Gumby's and Jill's Gentlemen's Club. They bring it all to you. It's the Pine Room Boys on the Watchdog Network. That's tomorrow at noon at Gumby's. Honk the horn, or if you want to, drive by and uh, quack. No. <laughs> Quack a little bit, come in. Like I said, giveaways, <laughs> discounts. Those guys will be there, and it's brought to you by Gumby's and Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Slider on Sports Time, 757. And remember, you can always catch the uh, Pine Room guys uh, during the week and on Friday, especially with the Gumby's Jill's uh, broadcast. Always a lot of fun. They are tremendously, they are tremendously talented kids. You know, talking about feeling well. Mark's not necessarily one of the young kids, but I mean, talk about feeling good about younger kids. You know, those kids, the, the, the young kids on that Pine Room podcast make me feel good about the future of this business. You're right. And we never really name them by names. You have Jub here in the uh, in the in the studio. He, he he hardly ever gets out, Howard. You he's ever he's on the J- command post. J- Jub is here making it all work. Then you have Matt and you have Jared, the young guys. And then you have Coach, the, the not-so-young guy. <laughs> but, but they do. They do a great job and they're, they're great teammates and we love having them around here. Yeah, I, 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 I just can't say enough about how good they are, how, how, how much I enjoy listening to their programming all the time. Uh, and you guys ought to do it as well. They're on uh, an hour on Mondays, and they're on uh, three hours on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Am I right about that? Two, Tuesdays and Thursdays, yes. No, Thursdays is out. Uh, that would be Donnie Tuesday, Gilbert. Uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. There Thursday, you go. There we go. And right. Monday. That, right. that hour on Monday, Tuesdays from noon to three, and then Fridays from noon uh, to three. They're out at the Gumby's near you. And I think they st- – my guess is they like to sleep in, and that, that's probably good for you and me. Yeah, a little security, Howard. I don't think they – because otherwise they were on this play. But those guys – I'm serious what I said a minute or two ago. I, I've been in this business a long time, and I have a lot of fear about where the broadcasting business is going. And one of the concerns I have is we don't have a lot enough young people getting into the business, talented young people getting into the business. And I feel better about our business when I listen to the Pine Room guys, and I know there are guys like that that are coming up through the ranks. makes me feel good. Uh, I'll think I'll drop out and quack at him on Friday, just for the heck of it. They're still going to kill the deer at Ogilvy, uh, but there's a lawsuit about it. We'll talk about that coming up in the next hour of the show. But right now, 8 o'clock, and ABC covers the world. Let's talk about things as they were, but... The Watchdog is FM 98.1 